Hi there, everyone. Welcome back to the Scoundrel Foundry. I am, again, your low-level, humble DM, Tom, here guiding these level nine noble champions named the Polish Studs, again, on our mix of homebrew and official source content adventure revolved around D&D 5e. A little bit of recap about what we had going on last week. So in our previous session, the Polish stud saw three ships approaching Sakura Island. And within moments, eight or so smaller ships had detached from those vessels and sped toward the coast where the, the crew resided. Now, a battle ensued as the three larger ships lurked off in the distance. So a quick acting smoke used her Issei rune to slow the attackers down with its ice properties. Uh, but the battle took a turn when an assassin on the ocean's pride named Selvin knocked Lark unconscious. However, everyone involved in the fray noticed a ship explode in the distance as uh, another boat materialize and flying in from uh, from their uh, northern part of the island was Yasvinu and Bunny coming in hot. <laughs> so with the additional party members, you know, the polished studs, were able to quell the immediate threat, resuscitate Lark, and capture the assassin, but leaving the Oni that was with them to a different fate as Silver charred it with his thunderous smite. As the burnt remains of the Oni tumbled into the sand, the ship you saw materialize in the distance drove right up onto the beach, revealing its wheels that were attached underneath, as well as about a dozen cannons or so peeking out from their opened hatches. Above the main mast of this ship were the red and gold colors of the boot with an attached knife, knowing that as the flag of the wee scoundrels. So polished studs, you find yourself on this beach. How would you like to proceed? I believe I'm still in my dwarven form, and I just ran up to Yas, and I'm gonna run up and just be like, Yas, I'm so glad to see you. And I'm just, I'm hugging him, like waist height, because that's about where Jay is. I'm like, ah, Yas, you, you, you okay? You okay, buddy? I missed you, I missed you so much. I'm like finding that nice nook between your bosom, and I'm like, yes, yes, we're very good. Um, and you actually notice I've probably put on a little pudge. I've been treated well. Yes. Uh, what? Uh, what? What happened? You. Uh, you look good. That's yes. uh. That's that's interesting. I thought you'd be a little uh, beat up. No. You know, where you um, Where you been? No, we're fine. Yeah, we we've been good. Um. I think these these guys, um, it's a Stevens thing uh, happened, which will happen probably to you at some point. Uh, he does things. Yeah. Stevens then, just just left me. What? You like? Why? You wanted his ice creams, and Bunny got caught in it, and then we were on this ship here, and now Bunny's captain. But only for the day. It's not like a long-term commitment. Yes, for the day, and then we've been watching you guys because I can do the old scry thing. And um, so we saw you guys coming here, saw some some ships, mm -hmm. and Captain Bunny blew it up, and then uh, so now we're here. We got two. We got two captains in the in the party now. Lark is, going, Lark is binding up his wound and going. Is everybody gonna be a fucking captain but me? <laughs> I go get. I get Bunny a high five. You see, you see, Gil jump off the ship into the sand, kind of does a little bit of a tumble forward. Like, yeah, she made the honorary captain for the day. She really surprised us with uh, how much food she was able to muster uh, when we tried to keep her in captivity. Wait, Classic bunny. There was an eating contest? No, no. Um, okay, so I have a freedom of movement, so I got out of my manacles. 
and then I just dimension door to the galley and I would do that like once a day at least maybe twice a day if yeah. I could get a good nap in stole me some stuff mm-hmm. yeah and so we were just well, uh, hanging out eating just eating old shackles relaxing back, you know? yeah with feed gas because yeah. he likes being shackled I got the hand thing I can do you know it's fine yeah. but it's fine Wait, you... right. Well, you're used to being Captain Bunny. You're, you're pretty used to it. Also, this is Bunny's first time seeing me in dwarf form. Yeah, she's very confused and did not know what to do. So, like, cautiously high-fived you back, but is like... like um... I see the look on Bunny's face, and I'm like, ah, ah shit. And I switch my uh, circlet of human beauty back on, and I turn back into Jason Momoa form. I'm like, ah, oh, that's better. That's better. <laughs> What just ha- um can someone explain what happened? It's a long yeah, story. Magic. Magic. Okay. The gnome the gnome looks okay. looks up at you and is just like, what else is this guy hiding? Um oh, you don't want to know. Yeah, again a long story. Had, uh run up and given the bun to Bunny, who obviously might not be hungry, but she's gonna give it to her now anyway. Bunny's uh, always hungry. <laughs> um would would Lark see any familiar gnomes? Yes, Tippett. Uh, looking around, you see Gil, Gil and Tippett. So Gil's kind of with the group after he hopped off the ship and is looking at you. Uh, he takes a look at you as you're bandaging up your wounds, kind of sitting on the sand. He's like, I see like uh, you've uh, met your match. Was it another fist fight? You want to go again? I, I show well, I'll draw him, the like, circle. I show Start him like, like, like a still sand. open wound, like on my rib cage. I'm like, does that look like a fist to you, wee man? He, he comes over and he, he's like, you'll be all right, poor little baby. So Smoke is baby, giving the fun. you were begging for mercy with our little fist fight, weren't you, lad? Uh, we'll have to have a rematch later. Isn't that right, Tippet? And he's again just nodding like. <laughs> <laughs> Only if you rematch me in dice first so I can take more of your gold. Clark, are you okay? Me? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, I met a lot of gods. No. Not what? Well, I was sleeping from the sword wound. This probably. Oh, did you did you did you meet a Stevens? He's no, no, no. Did you see no. the elves? Nothing like that. It's probably was near death hallucination. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. You weren't right. sleeping. That that was the little machine was... fairies. Yeah. Funny. Lark got stabbed really bad. Do you think oh. you could possibly heal him a little bit? Yeah. Um. Yeah. I saw that. I can totally heal him. And then I will use two, I'll use three of my D6, my 10 D6. Okay, go ahead and roll to heal him up. Light. So yeah, plus 14 health for Lark. Pretty good. Uh, All right, helps, Lark helps is now- seal up a little bit of that room, uh, that, that wound on you. Gil Chat chimes in like, man, that feels a little bit better now, doesn't it? You're lucky to have one of them around. She's Who great, you? isn't she? You've got, you've got your little tricorn hat. Um, to you, it's it's tiny uh, and just sits on top. But to them, you know, it would be a normal-sized tricorn hat. Who are you? The captain? Who, who are you asking that, Smoke? <laughs> hmm? Who are you asking? I'm talking to the people that are talking to Lark because, like, I just dragged Bunny over to Lark to, like... Oh, it's, you recognize them back from the Sloping Overlook Bar. Two of those gnomes. Um, at this point, you recognize them from the dice game, not from the fight. That's about it. That's like from the dice game. Correct. I yes. milk at the time. Or still don't know. This what's one doesn't on. have a great memory, huh? She uh, 
He must be the brute in the group. Well, why don't you step into the circle with her? Well, we'll see. Oh, yeah, absolutely. You should fist fight smoke. It'd be a nice. Easy I, I'm, I'm still drawing the circle in the sand here. I'm just like dragging my foot along. Well, like, nice we can do that, but just so we know, there's another ship that kind of like pissed, yeah. pissed off when we blew up the first one. Yeah, like these guys were kind of helpful, so I don't know yeah. if we need to fight them right now, uh, especially you, since I'm still their captain, captain, so yeah. I can just tell them to do anything I want. Yeah. As you guys are kind of settling up, figuring out what's going on, you look out into the distance and you can see what appears to be a storm brewing on the horizon about where those two ships were. The other one seems like the flames have gone out and looks pretty wrecked. But behind those two ships, you see several more approaching in and a storm is starting to grow. Um, yeah. Where's Silver? It is. Are you? Silver at this point has kind of wandered away from the group and is walking towards the Oni. He's going to want to check around, see if he can find anything on his body. Okay. Rummaging around on him, like kind of checking around in pockets and whatnot. Uh, the first thing you notice is a patch on his outer tunic, on his robes. The patch is purple and black, and it looks like a, a demon face with its mouth open. Two large fangs coming off the, to the side. And as its mouth's open, there's it appears to be like a gas or something breathing out into uh, just into the open. Rummaging a little bit around, you find a little rolled up note. So I'm going to pick up the parchment and I'm going to put that in my pocket. And I want to try and rip off the, uh, the patch so I can keep it and show everyone else. Uh, easy enough. Easy enough. Uh, given your strength, you kind of just grip it and give it a quick tug and it separates off of the cloak. I'm actually going to take out the, the note out of my pocket and I'm going to read it. Okay. You open it up and to your concern, it's a picture of you. And it says, wanted. One vial of blood from this Asimar. Slaying optional. Deposit within the winking cauldron. The, and then underneath it just says, signed the Reaching Wood Contingent. I'm going to read it. I'm going to roll it up and I'm going to walk back to the group. Look at this. I'm going to toss the, the note to, um, to Lark first. Would any of these names of organizations or places be familiar to him? No, none of these would be familiar. You are familiar with the Reaching Wood, given what Yasvinu was able to relay to you in the past. But as a group, as a contingent, unfamiliar. Well... Somebody else other than us know that Silver is a valuable ally. Or at least there's something in his blood that they want. Good blood. Is there a reward on it? Or does it just say wanted? Just says wanted. Just says wanted and to deposit the vial of blood, of his blood, into the winking cauldron. And it just says the reaching wood contingent. 
Oh, well, it, does, it doesn't say what it's worth. I mean, like, I mean, silver, vile blood wouldn't be that bad if it was like 20,000 gold. But, you know, I don't know what it's going to do to you, so. I gave my blood to get this little chap. And I pull Leroy out of the out of my backpack. He's he's pokes his head out like a little diglet. Leroy, Leroy your your zombie gnome that you acquired in Skullport from yeah. the, the little crone zombie dealer there pokes his head up. It's like, yeah, I got to tell you, Yas, your your little demon baby. It's actually creepier that he doesn't smell like the undead. It's not a demon baby. You know, he's my baby. Uh, uh, pat him. I pat him on the head because I'm also happy to he's see a, Leroy. You know, he's just not alive anymore. I mean, he, what is alive? He's it's, undead. Yeah. Uh, we can debate life and death later. Yeah, yeah. Think, You're right. That's Wait, does he still have his toy? Oh, yeah. he's He still hasn't gotten it. He, he pulls out his little ball cup thing and he's just still yeah. kind of fl- flailing and around he's real shit at it letting out a like a, that low gasping air <sighs> come on leroy just gotta get the ball in the cup you okay. can do it <laughs> let's play the game on the airship that storm over there does not look good uh that's very concerning with the blood and the as you point at that storm as you point out to that storm it's continuing to grow and starting to get a little bit closer to the island. Uh, does it seem natural? Uh, uh, make a nature check. Okay. Well, we have an airship. We the probably need to get it to fast, safety. But we might not be able to fly. We have 23. to mount the ship. 23. It looks like there may be some magical means influencing the size of this particular storm. Yeah, we've got to go. That's um uh, not natural. As we as we make our way to the airship, Mark kind of speaks up. Do we want to do anything about the mystical, magical, semi-retired tattoo artist up on the hill? Yeah. Yeah, um, we should kill him. You just tattooed him. Well, I don't have just... any other ideas besides killing him. Oh, no, wait. Who we just tattooed your nemesis. You hear you the assassin. Two bad guys. You hear Selvin, who's bound up on the on the beach, just. <laughs> <laughs> I walk up and I slap him across the face. Get a little sand in his eyes, pull him in his mouth, and spits it out. That was That's one it. of the most ridiculous things. <laughs> What's ridiculous? <laughs> Look at you, too. <laughs> Knowing that you've been in that J form to a a giant human form suggesting to kill uh, June, the tattoo artist. He's he's amused, even given his precarious situation. I mean, like, let's not kill the tattoo man. I might want to get one of those later. Actually, I... He's just tattooing bad guys. I mean, a tattoo man just tattoos. As this is going on, uh, you see another gnome jump off of the ship, uh, approach uh, the crew. Gives a little tug at Bunny's clothing, like cloak on the side. And it's like, hey, can I get my hat back? I really do like that tricorn. And, you know, you are the honorary captain for the day. But at the end of the day, Remy's going to have his hat. Of course, sir. Uh, thank you very much for all of your help. Here you go. No problem. Like, no problem. Yeah. What's our what's our hostage's name one more time? Uh, your hostage's name is Selvin. S-E-L-V-I-N. All right, Selvin's coming with me. I'm Are taking, you taking yeah, him? Yeah, take him. Just make sure you put a knife in him when you're done. 
I also, you guys, little gnome captain chimes in. You you still see this storm that's approaching. That's going to be here within I don't know four or five minutes or so. So uh, you might want All to make right. it. I see that we fly the ship up the bluff. We mount it down so it doesn't fly away, and we take shelter with June. Let's ask Delphine what she thinks. She is the ship master. The storm wrecks our ship. We're kind of stuck here. I I will stay with the ship. We need to have some people talk with June. I will scout with Chad to keep an eye on that incoming storm and whatever else may be coming with it. I'm walking up to the ship too. I'm gonna, I'm gonna like, climb up, climb up, and ask Delphine what she thinks. Yeah, I'm gonna like be ships coming too. Like, aren't we being pursued? As you, as he points that out, the ships are growing closer with the storm. As you approach the airship, Delphine and Brazic approach the end. Like, Captain, we're gonna have a problem, and then you just see a wave of rain bust in, and heavy Brazic. rain. Starts pouring. Isaac, should we leave? Is this gonna take out this? Captain, we gotta get out. We gotta get out of here. The airship not gonna fly well. The rain's coming around, and I message back to All the right. group, and I'm like, guys, we should really get moving. We can, we can come back to this tattoo artist another time. All right, that's fair. I'm gonna okay. be sticking really close to Raven while I've got my uh, my hostage, and I'm gonna lean over to her ear when I get a, a moment where I think she nobody else will hear, and I'll say to Raven. When you manage to get alone, I could use your help with something. You've got it. Let's start to get out of here, and I will find you. With the rain starting to beat down heavy on the sand and soak your clothes, lightning starts to pick up. And as you approach the airship, a lightning bolt strikes right in front of it. And before you stands a figure kind of head down looks up tilts his hat lock lock bellum <laughs> ah it's been a while is he real do i blast him is this a blast situation the lightning comes down. I'm like, ah, son of a bitch. You scared me. He, he starts walking over to you where you've got Selvin. Don't come any closer. <clears throat> it seems like I'm you're with a feisty crew. I like it. I like it. Did you maintain that feisty nature that you once had on the ocean's pride? Clark doesn't answer. He just starts to back away, holding on to... Got me stressed out. Selvin. He, he just starts backing away. If he takes one more step, I'm going to cast Entangle on him. Okay. Very well. I'll remain here, but as you can see over on the horizon, he points over to uh, the boats that are approaching. We're coming in pretty quick, and I want two things. I'll make this nice and easy. Leave Selvin. Leave the boy. He'll be punished, but... I assure you, he'll remain alive. And additionally, I want my stone back. Just leave it on the beach. You have any kind of looks up, looks around. I would say about two minutes. Let's get out of here. Run! I'm climbing up this freaking ladder. Yeah, I'm following. 
Yep. I'm waiting for Lark. He's still looking at, he's got his eyes fixed on Lark. Lark's like hands are visibly shaking. He reaches over to the uh, iron bands that are binding Sylvan and just unlatches them. They form that spherical iron ball again. He puts it in his pouch and steps away from both of them. Lark, get on the ship! Brazik, train the harpoon gun on that guy. Yeah, I mean, like, yeah. He goes over to Selvin and goes, More training is needed for you. You're lucky you're still alive. You're lucky that Lark is uh, softened up quite a bit since uh, back then. (laughs) And about my stone, are you going to leave it here? Give it to Selvin. Lark, get on. Oh, shit. Mm. Lark, let's just go. Fuck him. Harpoon gun. Fuck him. Let's just get out of here. He can have the boy. We don't have needs for him. Let's just go. I conjure the the stupid-ass stone from the bag of holding, and I dump it on the grass. Or the sand, rather. Okay. So you pull it out of your the bag? I don't touch it. I just kind of, like, kind of shimmy it out. All right, it plops down to the sand. I'm going to draw my rapier and just, like, just backing away slowly with the point facing him as I start to move towards the... Airship. Lark, he's not real. Get on the damn boat. Good, good. As you guys are looking, the rain's starting to pick up. It's starting to blow a little bit harder, and these ships are coming in close. There's they're they're approaching. I I will cast entangle on Selvin and try to start dragging him up the ship. On Selvin or Desad? Selvin. He Uh-oh. cannot go back in the hands. He has information on all of us, on our battle tactics, on who we are, on our numbers. We got to go. Everyone, let's go. Come on. Is Lark on the ship yet? What's the DC? Um, on Entangle, 18. Okay. The vines wrap around him. Okay. Um. Is anyone going to help me carry him? I mean, I'm anyone? confused. Like, Locke, this is your call, right? This guy's making you his bitch, so is that what I, we're doing? Are we... I've completely disengaged from Desaad. He's he's, I'm not he's speaking. Not I'm just trying to get on the airship. Someone grab him. Delphine, Delphine looks over the edge. Captain, we have to go now. We yes, have yes. to go now. There is no way that we get out of this one alive if we do not leave immediately. Start picking up anchor. Um, Razik, take aim at I'm going to help Raven. When we're in the air, if he's not coming with us, shoot him. Okay. So, as I understand it, Selvin right now is covered and entangled in vines. And Lark, you're still on the beach around this area, right? You haven't climbed up on the airship? No, I am actively trying to get the fuck out of there. Okay. Pardon my language. (laughs) <laughs> the decide image turns towards you, just smiles as you're backing away. He does say, Would you refrain from being a nuisance and release these annoying vines and the boy here? No, I don't know you and I don't care about you. And you're going to stay away from us or you're going to regret it. I can promise you that. 
I've been around a lot longer than you have, so be wary. fly the ship. He looks. He looks up at at Raven saying this, and just smiles. I, I, I message Raven, and all she hears in her head is, "Let him go." You make your way to the the airship to the ladder. You start climbing up. The wind's starting to really pick up. Um, I take the coin that speeds up our airship and I, I use it. All right. Okay. So you, you cast the, the feather coin. And as I cast this, I look at Brozick and I nod at him in an attempt to have him shoot at Selvin with the harpoon gun. You want him to shoot at, at Selvin? I want him to kill Selvin. Yes. All right. Go ahead and roll an attack. He's still entangled. Did we let go of that yet? Did you did you let go of the entangle? No, but that means he's a fixed target for you. And I will, instead of arguing, I will listen to Lark because I trust he's, him. He's and, still a prone target and yes. it is it is at range. And I will say that if you were listening to Lark, you'll release the vines. But make an attack roll for me. Ventus, on behalf of Brozick and the harpoon gun. What's my uh, plus to hit here? I believe it's a plus six for Ballista. Do I have advantage if he's prone? No, it's actually for range. It's harder if he's prone. Uh, I don't think it's disadvantage, but I think it's minus two. I'm pretty sure it's disadvantage. Is it disadvantage for prone? Prone. It's advantage if you're in melee, disadvantage if you're ranged. Okay, then it's disadvantage. It's plus six, you said? Plus six. Uh, nine. Nine. Did you have the harpoon gun or are you shooting a ballista? The harpoon gun. No no rope attached, so just a... All right. Say, he, pulls, uh, he, he, he has the lever. He pulls it off to the side. It sails in and it embeds into the sand right next to him and kicks a little wave of sand. The side just looks lucky that didn't hit him. God damn it. Leave him. Let's go. Tom, before we leave, can you describe Desaad to us? What does he look like? Desaad looks like a, I would say, middle 40s, clean shaven. He's got the the hat that is very similar to the one Lark wears with a poofy feather in it. Middle body weight, probably about 155, 160. Tight leather boots that go make mid shin. And you can see off the side, a very slender rapier. Can we see any of the tattoo? Do I get any magic off of them? Pinging, you do get magic off of what is there, yes. Can we see the tattoo? That was the other question. You do not see the tattoo, though. He is currently wearing a long black shirt over over himself. Um, other question. Do, I still have, do we still have fly from last time? Uh, fly last 10 minutes? Yeah. I would say you still have a couple minutes of fly left. Yes. I would say we. I, I have flown on the yeah. ship. Yeah, uh, yeah. I would have flown up to the ship. I don't know who this is, <laughs> but I'm ready to blast at a moment's notice. <laughs> okay, with everybody ready and the order given to Brozik and Delphine and the rest of your crew operating the airship, it starts to lift off. Now, are you just sailing away from these ships? 
Are you sailing above them? How do you want to get out of here? Captain, give us the order. Up and over the island, away from the storm. Well, we have extra speed, right? You have extra speed, given that the, you activated your token that gives you uh, additional sailing. I'm looking at, at Brazic. I'm like, Brazic, can we make it in a straight line? It's going to cut it close. But we'll try, Captain. And let's move. Uh, get too far away. I'd like to fire off a lightning bolt to the Selvin. Yeah, screw that guy. It's a hundred foot range. Okay, a lightning, a lightning bolt. Yes. Uh, yep. Level five. Smoke's watching Lark. As the ship is sailing away, you can feel the wind fight its direction. It pitches to the left. It pitches to the right. Starts to kind of want to swirl around. You're gaining elevation just before you're out of reach. Raven, you extend your hand out, holding your staff in the other. And a lightning bolt glasses the sand all the way through Selvin. And you see the smoking body of his corpse. Did anything happen to the, the stone? Is the stone still there? The stone is still there. You see the image disappear of what was Tassad there. As Tassad was there and she, that lightning bolt's coming down, I wanted to send him a message and be like, this is just the start of what we're going to do to you, you son of a bitch. As that's going on, another lightning bolt strikes on the deck of the ship. Now, 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 now. I told you to not do that. And there will be repercussions. It might not be now, but I will remember that. But maybe it is. And you look in the distance and you can see as these ships are approaching the island, they're pretty much there. And you're trying to get over to the other side of the island and escape. You see another one that just has churning water behind it with a lot of speed coming around to try to circumvent what you're doing. Like pick up in the air. Go but up. they're not in the air. They're they're sailing beneath us. They are they are still sailing. They are not floating. But you're trying to gain elevation to get to the top of these mountains. Altitude. But these ships are starting to kind of surround the island to cut off your options. Captain, Captain, this isn't looking good. This isn't looking good. That one. I know she's not. You see, Brazic's actually really frazzled for a guy that's rather simple-minded. Brazic, take heights. None of you have have seen a ship like something like this. It looks like churning water, probably thirty feet wide, as it pitches the whole front of the of a rather large ship. Brazic, push it. Keep going up. Captain, Captain, I don't know. It's going to be a little bit dicey. We're going to have to peek through these uh, the little gap here in the mountains. You give us the order. That's where we got to go, Delsafian. Let's do it. All right. Ventus, since you are the captain, roll a d20. Oh, God. Oh, shit. Bad. Guiding him. I'm guiding yeah. the captain. I've yeah. got like, <laughs> like I, I'm, it's good to be back. And I'm like, you've got this, Captain. I believe in you. Oh, that's not good. What'd you add to it? D4. Add a D4. <laughs> you got it. Oh, I roll a D4 to add to it? Don't you have bardic inspiration from yourself? <laughs> I gave it to Brazic. Yeah. Or Brazic, this, yeah. This is, this is not good. Uh, I rolled a five. A five plus what? Four. I rolled a four plus one is what I rolled. 
All right. You're shooting for this gap in the mountain try to, to try to get through and use a, a straight line, as you had mentioned, rather than circumvent the island and go wide. As you're doing this, you hear the bottom of the boat crush against some of the, the rockets. I believe in you. Oh, no, that's not good. That's not good. And you, you see bits of wood falling away. The boat takes... Six points of of damage as wood just starts falling off. You can see it clinking on the mountain. Can you repair it? You see, Smoke's you see, gonna Rosic- over at Lark and just be like, make sure he does the right thing. And she's going to start darting towards the damage to start trying to cast mending to, to repair as much of the ship as she can. Brazic pushes past you and is like, that's not going to do nothing. That's not going to do nothing. And he runs, he runs into like the, the furnace mo- room and he yells something at the guy. And you just see this hot blast of air. Is Desaad still on the ship with us? He's still on the ship. He's still on the ship with you. And he is rather amused. Just all right. I, I confront him with my rapier out and I tell him to get off the ship. You're not welcome here, old man. Get off now. Come on. I'm enjoying the show. You're going to have to force me to get off. Let's me, uh, he kind of, he sits back and kind of just sit. It looks like he's sitting on the, the railing of the airship as this thing is grinding against the mountain. Bits of wood are flying off. Mark, stab him. Vendis, I need you to roll another D20. With the D4, I'm still guiding you. I'm standing with Lark so oh, that damn it. I'm also by Lark. Six this time. Six. As the heat blast uh, comes from the furnace and shifts up, it goes up, but the wind is picking up and the whole ship pitches left as Brozik is away from the the wheel. The front piece that comes pitches off the front of the ship knocks and that's another five points of damage to the ship as that gets shaved off and you can see a gouge all along the left side i am going to move next to lark and cast invisibility on him and just say use it well and just i'm gonna run at desaad with my shillelagh hit him He's just sitting there. He's got his legs, his leg crossed over I the other. He kicked off here. I'm going to confront my fate, our fate, <laughs> head on. He's just an aberration anyway. As you as you approach and you shillelagh just it passes through. I knew it. I knew it. That he's not even here. I mean, we can talk about the relativity of existence later, Raven. There's, there's a time and a place. Now is not. <laughs> now is not the kind. There are serious matters here. The ship is the ship is wildly out of control. As soon as Raven passes through the image of Desaad and Lark realizes it's not him, he just collapses on the floor, like drops to his knees. Lark collapses on the floor. I'm gonna run up to the to the wheel. I kind of assumed that Lark was gonna do that. When he passes out, I'm like, ah, fuck. And I run up to the wheel. <laughs> you run to the wheel. Brozik runs downstairs to the the wind room of the airship. You just hear just a, a yell, muffled yell that you can't quite pick up beyond the wood. Uh, I would attempt to be following Brozik to help as much as I can. Okay, I will say Ventus, roll another d20. 
it's better this time. <laughs> Still with guidance. With assistance, are any of us able to help That's him? Better. Uh, 15 that time. 15. All right. This time you see uh, there is a large spike protruding from the mountain. But you just squeak past over it and eclipse the more treacherous area of this cavern uh, or this little trench in the mountain and poke through. Your elevation now is probably around maybe 200 feet or so. You're, you are, you're high up trying to get through this, uh, cavern, this little trench in the mountain. Would you describe what we just did as a Millennium Falcon run? Uh, a, a Kessel run? <laughs> just like that time the Millennium Falcon almost blew up. We did it in less than eight months. <laughs> that was a lot of times, actually. <laughs> so you punch through um, to the, the other side of this trench. You're in like a little, what looks like a little cove, but you can here at least try to gain elevation or punch through directly south, trying to get away from the ship. Need some elevation. We've taken a lot of hits, so I'm gonna yell at him. I'm gonna like bring us higher, Brozik. Let's get out of this shit. He's he's frantically running around, sweat pouring from his head. He's forearms just trying to wipe it away, and he runs back to the furnace room, just like punch it, punch it, punch it. Again, um, I should. look up, and it's a it's a hot air balloon, right? Yes. I look at Yas, and I'm like, Yas, you got anything to help lift higher? Add some heat. More, more fire. <laughs> you see Brozik punch out from the from the the furnace room like no 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 no. Okay, never mind. Bad idea. Bad idea. As okay. I'm still trying to control the ship. Another heat blast comes from that furnace. Where's Delphine? Can she tell us what to do? No, that's what the captain's for. Captain's got it. Still then guiding you. All oh, and now you're just still on the shoulder. Yeah. Like you could do this. I'm like <laughs> walking around with you. You need help right now. Del Sabine, what do we do to go faster? Put us get all this the- one off of the floor now. Move him out of the way. All right, Silver, get him. I'm going to pick up Lark and then kind of retreat away from Desaad. Oh, he's his visage disappeared. Like, oh, okay, okay. So I'll just pick him up and get him out of the way then. Move him to the side. All right, you, as he's passed out, his face looking oh, I'm not, floor. no, the work's not unconscious. Well, looking up at the sky, you kind of grab his feet and drag him off to the, the side of the ship. The wind subsides for a little bit as you are in the mountains seem to be blocking the majority of that storm that was impacting you. You're gaining elevation. As you go up and up and up higher and higher and higher, you can see the ships below now approached at the island that you were once residing in. And you do see the other one that made its way to the back end of the island, a feat that for those of you that have been on the water before, Lark, Ventus, Bunny, That's not an ordinary sailing ship. Whatever mechanism they had deployed on the back of it gave them some sort of inordinate propulsion. You look closer and the sails aren't even unfurled. Tom, would Lark recognize any of the ships that he saw? You did notice the ocean's pride. This ship, however, that you noticed with the propulsion mechanism is not the ocean's pride. Are we still climbing and getting farther away from the storm or are we still being chased? 
you are climbing up, up elevation. Seems like the storm is below you at this point. Brazek comes by and just plops himself next to Lark. I'm following Brazek. That was close. I don't think it's been that close. So Lark's up against like kind of like the edge of the ship slouched down on the ground. His rapier is out and like pointed in front of him like he's still in danger. But like it's like rattling in his hands, like shaking in his hands. And he's just his face is glossed over. Delphine comes over. Well, that was uh, quite the precarious moment there. Fortunately, we were able to navigate out of there with the uh, quick thinking on our part. I mean, like, we just kind of went up, right? <laughs> well, you went up after you navigated through that chasm there. It would have been uh, torn to shreds had you not had our expertise. It's true. We are alive, so I've got no complaints. Well, that being said, um, the ship has taken some damage and she goes to the edge of the ship kind of looks over, points at that large gash on the bottom. There's also some on the hull uh, right directly on the underside that is going to require some repairs and um, it will require some coin and time that we hmm, don't quite have on hand right now. We don't have the supplies. We'll have to dock and get a little bit crafty, but... How far can we make it right now as it is? She looks around and looks at Brazek. What do you think, Brazek? There's no damage to the balloon or the furnace uh, or the wind mechanism. So the ship is still operable, but we must be careful. It has taken some damage. And unless we do something to repair it, it might become an issue. Might be an issue. Correct. That's fine right now. Sounds fine. (laughs) Now, the bigger issue here is... What do we do next? I don't is like Brozick, that. Sorry, is Brozick sitting next to Lark? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's kind of just punched over, like his legs out back against the side of the ship. His head hung low and just... <gasps> I'm going to sit down next to Brozick and give him a like pat on the shoulder and be like, Brozick, you did good, kid. I'm going to give him... Um, I'm going to give him like... I'm going to give him like 25 gold. In front of all the other crew? <laughs> Yep. So you're going to give him first 20. mate. All right. Oh, Captain. Oh, man. Brother Good. can buy a sock. <laughs> no. You know what I think I'm going to buy? I have three, man. I know exactly what I'm going to buy, but it's going to be a surprise. Okay, Brazic. Why don't you get out of here? Smoke go go find going, somewhere to take a nap. Um, Smoke is going to uh, approach Lark and kind of sit down next to him, and gonna like kind of like gently take his hand and take sparkles out of his hand and place it in his lap instead, so it's not pointed out. So as she goes to like take sparkles out of his hand, he like reacts, kind of startled at her, and takes a deep breath and like. Goes to sheath sparkles, but I'm gonna try to do some sound effects because I got. He's missing. He keeps missing his sheath, and it's like, <laughs> like I'll and is shaking. Steady his hand and have him sheath it. Just 
snaps it into place and just kind of like as soon as the rapier like clicks back into place his muscles relax a little bit and he kind of slouches a little further down against the wood against the side of the ship so that was the big cheese huh yeah who is that what's happening guys i'm really confused here yeah no i think that's like the, the big the bad guy like you know we've each got a bad guy oh, i think that's do we i mean yeah you just don't know it yet oh, okay yeah, everyone's got a bad guy okay you know children have got bad guys but i think that's it's lark's bad guy lark is that him is that a different so bad guy stand up and offer a hand to lark and say there's gonna be a time but now we're gonna need to talk and she's gonna hold out a hand for him to grip so he can stand um, he'll take her hand and kind of fight his way up to his feet. Exclamations and planning. I will say no bad guy will hold a candle to the great dragon, Klaus. Oh, hail, Klaus. Ooh. Is Cla- Wait, are you saying Klaus is a bad guy? No, more like uh, he could be a bad guy should you try to cross him, but... To us, he's the great one. It's like a chaotic neutral guy? <laughs> mm, perhaps, but it depends how you want to cross him. For now, his orders are to kill Onis and kill giants. Kill giant things. I think that's probably what he wants. Okay. Well, Delsavine, we've got good news there. I mean, it's not good news, but... Well, despite that uh, harrowing escape, I will say I was quite pleased, quite pleased when I saw the uh, the shiny one here. She motions over to Silver, grip his his weapon and really take him down. It was like a uh, taking a, a piece of meat and rolling it in seasonings. It it, it really g- gave a smile to my face and made my day, and, which was then stifled by the. Uh, you know, impending danger. But I, I will say it. Uh, you know, Sylvia, you, you, you're up a tick in my uh, in my book. Thanks, Delsophine. Don't worry, it felt good for me too. And uh, if I'm here, more Oni will come. Does that mean more dead Oni? That's the plan. Mm. She just kind of has her hands... You know, fingers touched together, kind of under her chin and like a pensive look and shuffles off just in in approval to to said statement. Yeah, I mean, that's pretty, pretty cool. Now she's out of there. Well, we need to have the sod talk, but (laughs) I kind of feel like I just want to search through Chad really quick. So you guys don't mind me. I'm just going to um, do that weird thing where my eyes roll back in my head and uh, look through my pet raven's eyes. Chad kind of having perched on the ship flies over to your shoulder. Let's like a little cluck. And I looks at you with like a little tilted head. Like, what are you saying? Go. I need to see. Make sure we're not being followed. Okay, where are you sending him? Um, just trailing behind us bit by bit to make sure that nothing or no one is following. 
Okay, roll a perception check. Sixteen plus nine is twenty-seven, right? As you, as your vision suddenly focuses in through Chad's eyes, uh, looking around the ship and in the range that you're keeping him, uh, doesn't seem to be any immediate danger. Seems he looks down, peers down at what you know is the the threat from before, and it seems like those shot uh, those ships are still kind of docked within the island. You don't see anything approaching up into the air, which is where you currently reside. Okay, I will call him back and relay this to everyone. It seems like for now, at least, we've got a, a way. Well, that's good. We can take a moment to collect ourselves. And I'll look at Lark. So as this is going on, Lark, make a history check. Six. Six. Dice gods are against us today. Right, right now you are emotionally fried. The one thing you do recall, though, um, right around the time that you were departing from the ocean's pride, so unceremoniously in Desad's eyes, is that he was really getting into a rhythm of collecting things. He was starting to dabble in more magic and. The crew that he was starting to build up had more magical prowess, especially his number two with Dr. Ryan, starting to dabble with imbuing items and giving them magical properties. That's about right, all you can recall right now as your brain is somewhat frazzled. Lark will start putting his putting himself together a little bit, enough to address the rest of the party. Is anyone hurt? Is everyone, is everyone okay? Unhit. <laughs> what? I'm still sitting on the ground, right? Am I, am I close to Lark? You're within, yeah, you're within earshot. I'm going to slide over to him. I'm just going to, you know, kind of put my arm around him. Gonna leave it there. I'm not gonna say anything. Just gonna, just gonna sit there. Oh. It's a rare moment. A rare, a rare sight for the crew to see. All those on deck see Ventus put an, a a warm, embracing arm over Lark. While in the same crew, two members that are continually at odds and at each other's throats. Usually not seeing eye to eye. It only took a near-death experience and an emotional catastrophe. I just, I, I look over at Lark and I'm like, we're going to fucking kill him. Me with my arm on your shoulder still leans in. Yeah, we're going to kill him. <laughs> I tried. Goss gave me guidance on my emotional embrace. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was my emotional vulnerability that allowed you. <laughs> <laughs> oh. 
for all of our sakes, I hope it's easier than the first time I tried. And now we're just going to get stronger, you know, maybe not now, maybe not today, but, you know, eventually, you know, like we're his bad guy when you think about it. He has a lot of bad guys then. Maybe, you know. Well, if all of us are. The world's a big place, you know. Lark, like, doesn't want to smile at that <laughs> but he can't help himself and like the side of his mouth turns up a little bit at the idea of Yas claiming that we're all his bad guys <laughs> and he does, he does like a little like kind of emotionally distressed nod with a half smile yeah I like I conjure my like spell book and I'm like yeah see here's the checklist killed the swords right down there you know it's it's one of the things <laughs> Yas was, was Lark in your uh, book Oh, now we railed with the gnomes for a minute and, you know, I'm going to erase those out. Um, yeah, put it back in and I'll, I'll pull out the uh, my Eldritch Invocation where you guys have to sign it. And if you want to sign it in blood, in blood, um, yes, is my name gone? Did you you disappear and you replaced my name? Yeah, in you your book? The thing. It works like that. Don't worry about it. Yes. But Silver had to try so hard to write hey, his hey, name. It was fine. I mean, you you worked hard on that. Uh, all right, fine. Let's do it again. And I like prick my finger and I sign my name in blood in Yas's book. So you see, Bonnie's name do? didn't get Bonnie's <laughs> name didn't get blown out because she was she was with me the whole time. Oh, Bonnie, you son of a bitch, man! So like, you know, yeah, Lock. Why don't you put it in there for sure? You, you're gonna you're a squishy one. And then like you know, I, I don't know. Do we? Ventus Sil- Silva? Who who we doing? Yeah, I'm signing it. I already pricked my finger. I'm sitting there with like blood on my hand, like uh yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I would go through the motions of that as well. Um Lark would kind of wander over to Raven and uh he's gonna pull out a rag. And this rag was used earlier to stop some of the bleeding from the stab wound. And he uh, he whispers over to her. I was hoping you could take a closer look at this. Yeah. Um, what the fuck is in that poison? Let's maybe go up to a cabin and I'll take a look at that for you. In the meantime, Smoke, Silver, Yas, Bunny, maybe you want to help our captain figure out where to go? Duck out for a minute. I mean, I like looking at maps, but I don't really know what they mean. But I think the blue part is the land, right? Yeah. Okay. That is 50 50 shot. Sometimes they're topographical, and blue just means a certain elevation. I just assumed all blue meant land. Yes. So after they leave, I want to kind of pull out that patch that the Oni was wearing. And I'm going to show everyone else. I'm going to say, so does anyone recognize this? And I'm going to hold it out uh, for everyone else to see. So you all look at this patch. And the only one that recognizes it is Raven when you were flying around as you know through chad's vision you noticed one of the ships earlier on on when you were leaving the sloping overlook and heading to soccer island you noticed you did notice a ship that had that flag as lark and i are making our way um 
to a cabin, I will just quickly tell Silver that. That looks familiar to one of the ships that was in port. I don't know much else. Thanks, Raven. But to the rest of you, unfamiliar with that particular logo, that particular flag. No, Tim. It's not the gnomes. I really only know the gnomes. And then the compass one. Which well, is we got to keep is. flying. Let's, uh, let's keep flying. Silver, do you want to... Um, you want to see how much your blood is worth? Not particularly. I mean, like, I could run some tests on it. Silver, do you want me to run some blood tests? I mean, is there a lot you can find out? I mean, he could taste it. Yeah, what are these tests? Right off the bat, I could tell you how to buy it. You know, I can let you know if you're deficient in things. Mm. (laughs) You know, but... From the um, looks of the cowl, vitamin D, you know, you might need a little more sun. Anyone, if anyone wants to give up some blood, I will run tests on, on said blood. Nothing untoward with it, promise. I stick my finger that's still kind of bleeding towards the ass, and I'm like, hey, what, what do you got? What do you, what do you got? Uh, I'll do it, you know, just um, later. I'll do it later, and I'll, I'll put it in a little a little vial. And just, you know, I'll run this when I've got some quiet. Uh, Silver, when looking at you, how are you looking right now? Uh, I'm a little beat up. And as for... How I look, like emotionally, um, he is—he's like pretty somber. Finding out that we have two people that are now going to be chasing us, he's kind of like pretty reserved, more than usual. More than two people chasing us, I can promise you that. Yeah, I mean, Ventus actually has a wanted poster out there too. That wasn't me. That was you. It wasn't me. The nose didn't fit. Which one? Which you was it? Oh, actually, I think I might actually still have it somewhere in my pack. Yes. Ooh, I want to see. You you don't know what he looks like. He doesn't look like this. I take out a candle and I'm just like, I have a lot of questions. Ready ready to burn this wanted poster. (laughs) Smoke, Smoke pulls it out and it was previously ripped in frustration, but she does put the pieces back together. And for Bunny's sake, this was a very poorly drawn Ventus drawn by goblins that were on the lookout for him. Huge nose. Very, very chunky, very chunky face, but blue. A blue color clearly you have not seen on Ventus. He looks exactly like that. (laughs) (laughs) Yas, you you don't know. It's been a while. It's been a while. Guys, possession, don't burn it. Swollen, swollen cheeks, and swollen, swollen lips. A little bit of it, like a double chin. That's that's kind of the look that that was given in this crudely drawn wanted poster. Look, Way goblins aren't artists. Goblins aren't artists. You know, they couldn't capture the true beauty of my natural beautiful. form. I think it looks just like you. It, it catches looks- your big personality. I despise all of you. <laughs> I just shake my head. <laughs> and I'm going to fold it up and throw it back into my bag, but like shoved down into like the back corner because the bag is just broken. <laughs> I like to point out that I don't remember you blue long enough. Like I probably only knew you blue for like 
two, three days. And so well, I, I do have a good face about I am it. No longer blue. You helped set me up. We're like, I luck. generally, it's just blurring together with all your other forms. My face blindness is like, that's exactly what he looks like. That being said, <laughs> should we figure out what this wanted poster is about, Silver? Or. We had a lead on the other Oni. Did you want to follow it? Now that another one's popped up. Yeah, I guess we could. I mean, it's an option. A little apprehensive knowing now that this entire time while I was hunting them, they're now hunting me as well. But I don't. I think that's a a decision we should all make together. I don't want to make any decisions for all of us. And this is just grumbling in the corner. My nose is not that big. Well, the good news is, is that they think that you're alone and you're not. That's right. I mean, like, no, I just don't think they want us. You know, like, I don't think alone figures into it. They're just sending people to kill him, right? I don't know if they're going to kill him. Well, it says here, you could kill him if you want. You're... You're a wizard, aren't you? Or like you point out the killing is optional. Yeah, I mean, like that's an that's an enticing statement. Like it, you would put that on posters back home, back when the boys, you know, the real violent ones. You know, you put that on there, and then and they're like, "You mean we can go kill him? Just give you some blood?" And you know, so that's who's after you. <laughs> Not gonna lie, I kind of want to know why why they want his blood so much, and it's it worth something. Blood is, you know, you can think do about it. it. We could think or about it. it. Yeah. Yas, you traded blood with that that person in, in, you know, Skullport that... I'll be real, I've traded a lot of blood. ...turns things back to the undead that gave you Leroy. You just kind of gave her blood, and, you know, yeah. nothing bad has happened yet. Yeah. So, I mean, Silver, if, how much is your blood worth? What if it's, like, 5,000 gold? What, what, well, what I mean, like, now, here's, here's the thing. You need to know your merchants, right? You're selling your blood to a guy who wants to kill you. You know, he's going to kill you with it. So... Well, why don't we find this find this merchant? I mean, maybe he's seems, got seems like a class too. So I see the look on Silver's face. I'm like, should we? I mean, at the least, we could get this guy to stop sending out wanted ads if we just, you know, find him. You know, people will stop hunting him. Well, I have a feeling this is related to the magician, which is the only that I've been hunting. Um, I mean, he's the only that's ever seen me. He's the only one. You know, I haven't had any other encounters with any other ones, aside from today. Oh, we got the magician. We got the sod. I'm sure my mother's out here somewhere. We got to do something. Wait, 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 wait. Is your mother your bed guy? (laughs) I I don't know. My my mother did abandon me. She's a genie, after all. She's floating around here somewhere. You heard the, the, the god, the giant god, talk about it. Uh, I take my book out and it's <laughs> kill Ventus's mom question mark <laughs> <laughs> to do list kill Ventus's mom question mark. <laughs> so with this, you have several options. I'm assuming everyone here is up on the deck at this point. Lark and I, I think had, I I'm taking him to a cabin to clean up his wounds and. Uh, okay. As you take a take him to one of the the cabins in the under the deck, 
show him the wound and examine kind of the blood soaked rag. Make a nature check. Okay. Oh, 11. 11. Looking at it, I mean, you can see from between the rag and some of the necrosis that is occurring around the, the wound that has stopped. It was a strong corrosive element applied to the blade of whatever sliced him in the leg. Lark, do you... I'll just kind of gently take a rag in a wash basin and clean around the wound. Do you mind if I take just a little bit of blood from around the wound? Uh, I couldn't figure out what it is just looking at it, but maybe later if I study, get Yas's help or something, I can determine what the poison is, but it might hurt. That's fine. No, I, I, I want you to, Raven. I, this is the second time I've encountered this poison, and it's damn near killed me both times. We have to figure out what this what this stuff is. Okay. If we could find a way to use it, then that would be incredible. So do what you have to do. I'll take a like a like a strip of cloth and I'll like kind of wind it up and kind of bite on it as she prepares to do whatever she's gonna do to me. Okay. Make a sleight of hand check, Raven. Sleight of hand. Oh, what? Why, why sleight of hand? I'm sorry, I'm just shocked. Not a medicine? I don't think Raven's ever rolled a sleight of hand check. No. <laughs> Wait, do I do I see this, Tom? No. Uh, not- no, they're they're underneath the deck. Okay. Uh, I actually did okay. Uh, Seventeen plus four. Hey. No. You didn't. You don't have to amputate Lark's leg today. Given your medicinal knowledge, Sorry. you know, with a lot of the corrosive element disappeared now there's just a very small area that you could scrape up so you had to be very delicate with your hands and using some of your tools that you've got in your kit you managed to scrape some and put it into a bottle and stop it put like a little stopper to it it's not a whole lot of material but we'll see uh, if it comes in handy later on when that's done i will just i will take out some of my natural herbs that I know prevent against infection gently press them against his wound I will use my last spell to cast healing word on Lark use some of the herbs and infuse it within this rag and kind of make like a poultice it helps seal the seal the wound up and heal there's a, a faint scar in that area Lark but it does feel a lot better uh, you don't feel that searing pain from the poison that uh, was still kind of lingering. What's the healing? Healing word. It's not that much. It is a D6, I believe, with um, my modifier, which is uh, 12 points. Oh, nice. How close would you say Raven is? No, I'm sorry, a nine. That's okay. How close would you say Raven is getting to Lark while she's doing all of this? Uh, The the wound is like on the top part of your thigh, not on the inner thigh. So, um, (laughs) (laughs) So, well, close to Lark in general, not close to his 
Never mind. I mean, I'm 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 standing very close to you. I'm trying to be as gentle as possible. There's a part of me that it's gentle because I know it's hurting you, but I'm also. <laughs> so while while Raven is treating Lark, he you should hear. You smell really nice. Um. Thank thank you. Oh. oh. Sorry. It's probably uh, just the sage, you know. I just there's a lot of sage and time. Well, I think you, uh, I think you always smell nice, as long as you're not a giant wolf or an octopus or something like that. Mark, Mark, are you, are you okay? Me? Am I okay, Lark Bellum? Escaped member of the former Ocean's Pride. Am I okay? Of course not. Absolutely not. No, I'm not. I'm not good at all. I will um, gently take that leather strap from him and um, very gingerly give him a hug. Uh, Lark's a little surprised at the embrace, so he's getting a lot of love from everybody. But because it's Raven specifically, he's going to... Like very sheepishly, sneak his hands around her waist and pull her in for a hug. With that, the pain <laughs> seems to subside for the moment. Now, as this is going on, the rest of you are collecting yourselves and trying to figure out where the hell do you go? Yes, so like Silver. Um, pull out the map that she is obsessed with. And she's going to lay it out on the ground and she's just like kind of gesture around for everybody to gather around. I'm like, so we're here. We came from here. And then she's going to start like pointing out all the places on the map that they could possibly go. But I was like, but if we're going to try and interrogate that other Oni that he wants, I think that's these woods over here. And she's going to point on the map which I knew where it was previously, but now I lost it. Is this a map from the library, or did you, did you draw any this of this? This is the map that you bought me. I right. bought you. Bunny bought, bought, bought you. It's like, it's like a huge piece of land map that Tom allowed me to be able to use. Right, yeah. I still think we should know who is hunting silver. We should, you know, chase down that lead. Or at least kill him. Well, that's a little extreme. Well, I mean, just the minimum, just the low, you know, started kill, work everything. If Silver's okay with it, why don't we start at the beginning and go home, his home? Well, what's the closest thing? Is that is that is that there? Like it sounds right. I think Pretty far. Is that right. Pretty far. If we want to do Ventus's thing, then it's right here. Oh, the taverns are the taverns close with the wanted poster. Oh, your mom. <laughs> oh, my mom is close. Your mom. Is that a joke? <laughs> that was a your mom. Your mom. That, oh, is that what that was? <laughs> no, I don't know. Is it? I don't know. She's here. She's she's at this ar- archipelago. You, you you know how big it is. What's with you and your mom? You know, she doesn't like you. What's happening? We don't know. Oh, uh, we don't. I don't know. All I did was ask a god where she is, and he said here, but here is very broad. I mean, we can try, right? 
Like I can try that in a minute. But is there anything pressing? Right, like right now your mom doesn't want to kill you? She's never tried, but she's a genie. I figure I can at least get three wishes out of her. I am her son. I mean, by my math, you know, like, let's let's just wait. Let's just say, you know, just for shits and giggles, like I, I find my mom. Oh, I wish Desad was dead. Yay! Boop. Your mom can do that. Problem solved. Your mom can wish dead. As that's going on, and you're you're talking about this on the deck, Delphine again comes over and says. Mm, does your mom know about any giants, perhaps? Or does she know, is she a giant? Might might she be a giant? Are Jenny's giants? I no. No. Not she to did. my knowledge, no. Okay. Um, well, I don't well, support I could, that I plan, wish, so. I could wish up a few giants, you know, and then we could just kill them. Delsafina love you, but you're thinking small, right? Like you could just wish all the giants dead. If your mom can do that. Dasad, dead. De- Sod, dead. Giants, dead. Oni, dead. Yeah. Every giant being dead kills Silver's guy. That's a twofer. She she's uh, thinking, she's thinking on the issue, like, hmm. That's my tap. Right? If we killed every giant. Didn't you recover something from that hill giant compound, that brood hog? Yeah, right. Oh, the magic conch. My question, Ventus, how does your mom grant a wish? Is it like a thing she can just do? Uh, yes, your, your guess is as good as mine. She's a genie. I know as much as you. It seems like a bunch of shit, right? Like, if she could just grant wishes, she'd just wish herself to be a better mom, it sounds like. Well, I mean... She can make wishes and... You know, she's not doing shit for you. She's a bad mom, but like also... It, well, you got I'm an orphan, power. so like, she was can, a bad mom. You know, we got the magic conch. We got the magic conch. Let's let's use the magic conch, shall we? I'm just confused. If you can grant wishes, right? Like, you know, it seems like it seems like there's catches. We probably got to do something on Toad. And, you know, like, I think we just take care of giants right now. <laughs> seems fun. We get stronger. Because here's the problem. She might be a bad guy. And then we got three bad guys. Let's just kill with giants. They're easier. They're stupid. You know they've got good treasure. Yeah, giants have good treasure. Let's 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 conch it, shall we? I, I mean, support this plan wholly. However, does anybody know how this conch works, and where do we? Where would you like us to go? Are we going along? I really don't want to go along. I want to pilot the airship. And can I take a look at the conch? Uh, sure. Take a look at it. Uh, who has it? Lark has it right now in his bag of holding. Yeah, I do. I I, I think at this point, Raven and I probably would have stopped awkwardly well, smuggling. Okay. There's, I mean, I, I do want to ask you about what happens, but maybe, maybe you're right. Uh, we should, we should check on the others because uh, without us, sometimes things tend to go awfully awry. As we kind of like let go of the embrace and she turns to like start walking towards the door, Lark will grab her hand and pull her back and say, uh, I'm sure you and I could find the time to talk about things later. That'd be nice. Okay. It's a date. What, I'm sorry, what did she say? It's a date. Uh, Lark's face is bright red now. No, you look cute when you blush. Let's go. Oh, come on now. I look cute all the time. And they they walk out. So with the blush still there, you hobble your way back to the deck. And 
<laughs> the rest of the crew is kind of quibbling about Ventus's mom, her being a shit, shit mom, trying to figure out where the, where the hell to go. Lark, you pull out the conch from your bag and kind of plop it down. I'm like, Lark, give, me, give me that. Give me that. From these Beckon Islands. We had a job. Give me that. For the Harpers. I pick up. I pick up the conch. Um, Tom, I did roll a nat twenty. Nat twenty. Looking at it, it seems like that should you all kind of stay within a certain tight circle, everyone within that uh, that you choose that, that wants to willingly go can be transported. Wait, kind of like a transportation tool. If you what's blow that? the conch? If you blow the conch. How's I look everybody, at it, I'm just like... What time of day is it? What's happening? I look at the conch because um, I'm just like, huh, that's interesting, isn't it? Well, you know, I think the conch is a uh, teleportation circle. Ventus, don't you dare. I'm picking it up and I'm like, don't you dare. Uh, uh, no, nah, you're right. I haven't, I, haven't, uh, I haven't used my alchemy jug today. So I put it in my pocket and I pull up my jug and I'm like, let's just drink and take a nap and then we can do it tomorrow. And I just turn my alchemy jug into beer and I just sit back and I just start drinking. All right, so are you looking to rest before you embark on the further leg of this giant journey? Yes, yes please. I've had four people heal me, and I'm only at half HP. <laughs> I am going to um, find a quiet corner and sit down and meditate and sleep. Okay. You're currently hovering in this what appears to be a, a safe nook within the mountain that you're you're in on this island does anybody want to keep watch we're gonna take a rest here i'm assuming just the crew rotating you're having them alert you to anything yes venue doesn't need to sleep he'll be kind of keeping an eye on things can i talk to delsaphine before i go to sleep uh sure i'm gonna be like delsaphine look we're gonna go kill some giants now the problem is I blow this thing, hold the conch out. I'm like, everyone around us is just gonna go and we're gonna be gone. But remember, I am the captain of the ship. I'm gonna need you to find us. So why don't we set a meeting location? A curling smile gently breaks on the end of her mouth and just like, Ah, I thought you would never tell me that. But yes, where would you like to meet Captain Ventus? Well, why don't we uh why don't we meet at our uh our base? You know, we have a nice little base. I don't have the name of our base anymore. In Over in Nolanar's hold. There we go. Nolanar's hold. It's at the top of my notebook now. Smoke. <laughs> Nolanar's no one else hold it is. We you shall meet be. us back at Nolanar's hold. You know, we're gonna we're gonna take the knights, we're gonna prepare. Then we're gonna blow the conch and kill some giants. We'll see you at Nolanar's hold when you can uh, when you can make it. Wait there for us and uh, I'd say if we're not back in a week then just mourn for us, but I don't think that you're capable. Very well, Captain Ventus. We exuberantly await your arrival. And please do keep track of the number of slain giants. It warms my heart and more importantly, it warms the great one, Clouth's heart. 
Would you like heads, fingers, maybe? What would you Ooh. What would you like as proof? Ooh, like a little trinket, kind of like they have those rabbit's foots. It could have a giant finger. Ooh, yes. Giant pinky. Pinky finger or pinky toe? I mean, what, what do you like? Hands or feet? Whatever you can keep your hands on. All right. When, All right. when I'm done with her, I'm going to tell the same thing to Brazic because I, I trust him more. Okay. That should right, make so you it c- there. You communicate that to, to Brozik. And you be like, Hello, Captain. We'll see you when you get back. With that, you're going to all take a rest. And for us, we are going to take a break. Oh, man. <laughs> all right, folks. Again, thanks for tuning in, checking out our show. We're going to take a little break. In the meantime, uh, we put together these interstitials to give a little bit more flavor text to the happenings in our campaign so check it out and we will be back with you momentarily polished studs i appreciate what you've done on behalf of the harpers and all but this rat you bought in skullport is driving me insane absolutely up the wall Francis, you called him? Well, taking care of Francis has turned out to be far more than I can handle. My pockets have run dry trying to keep him alive. Nine hells, the rat is better than I do. What with all the front fritters and carry and crawler strips? And did I mention the feces? His droppings get everywhere, everywhere. I even found some in my bed, and let me tell you that smell is nauseating. I know your tabaxi friend rescued it from being sold and eaten in the Dark Harvest Market, and that's cute and all. But you are left before the rat was healthy enough to stay alive. I'm the one that has to cough up coin for his care. Come recover this creature immediately, or Francis might get lost on his return home. If recovery isn't an option, might I suggest finding a rat kennel, for I can no longer be nursemaid to a rat. Felrax. The more you know. Francis was a good rat. Mm-hmm. Just tired and sick and hungry. Smoke, I don't know if we're gonna make it back to save that rat. But you can't save every rat. I don't remember that time that we ran into a rat half person fella? Oh yeah. And then ran into a ancient dragon in the same breath. All right, so we're back. Again, thanks everyone for checking us out. Um, we put a lot of work into this. You can check us at uh, the Scoundrel Foundry on all social media. But anyway, back to the story. So morning breaks, and as you all muster, make your way to the deck of the airship. Delphine, Brazic. And several members of the rest of the crew are there to kind of send you off as you get ready to blow this conch and make your way to wherever this giant stronghold is, the fabled giant stronghold of Maelstrom. Before anybody blows into that conch, I'm going to take a second and just chatter to the group and... I'm like holding encouragement. it close to my mouth at this point, too. I'm like, huh? Okay. Uh, just going to offer them encouragement and um, a little pick-me-up and a thank you for having my back yesterday and use inspiring leadership on everybody. Okay. How much is that worth now? 14, temp HP. 
So you give everyone a morning pep talk and everyone gets a little bit of bump in health, temporary bump in health. Um, Question, before we blow the conch, what's happening? Like we're, yeah, we're we're gonna we're gonna go to um like the meeting of giants, I think. Right? I mean that we're, seems we're like a big gamble. You have the worst memory. <laughs> we're gonna kill them, that's what I know. Right, but like you know, sometimes you teleport onto the deck of a ship and everyone's got their swords drawn at you. So like, you know, if we're gonna teleport, you know, we don't know where we're going, just put the plan. Just teleport it- somewhere. It yeah, smoke. You know, like I'm, I'm generally like drinking when these things happen. You're, you're the note keeper. So what, what are we going into? What, what, where? We're killing giants. I know this. We're just it going in, like Blaston. Wait, where are we teleporting to? Giants. Hecaton's court. Hecaton's court. King. Yes, Hecaton. the the meeting, the meeting of Hecaton's court. Okay, so here's the story. <laughs> there was this giant king, Hecaton, whatever his name is. Don't really care. And he was betrayed and they used his daughters to do it. And he got really angry and disappeared and nobody knows where he went. And that upset a bunch of giants. And now there's this giant power struggle with the giants. And now they're all trying to vie for the throne. And so the giants have been attacking humans for resources and we all come from the area in which all these attacks are happening. And we were like, Hey, that seems like it's not very nice. And then we kind of got stuck with this group called the Harpers and they were investigating the entire thing. And then they made us honorary Harpers. And then they decided that we were very strong and capable people. And they set us on the case to solve the ordering problems of the giants. And we run into many giants and we ran into Harshnag, and he was a really nice giant. Oh, Harshnag! The cloud giants, and they were really nice giants. And then and she's going to ramble on if nobody cuts her off. Ventus, you really don't remember any of this. I mean, this was months. Oh, you're ringing. It's ringing a bell. I do miss Harshnag. Smoke, and- did you have coffee this morning? And as you guys are saying this out loud, Delsephine goes, you are friendly to a giant? It's just like a giant that kills giants, right? Like it's a, you know. Yeah. He, he killed a lot kill of giants. He killed Ow. so many giants. Yeah. That was like I, his I counted, thing. I counted at least four. He I guess I'm okay with that then. I guess I, okay. for a second there, I thought we were going to have issues. I thought no, we were going to have We that. were going to kill him. Well, and then a bunch of too. other giants came and he killed them. And we were like, whoa, you're a giant killer. And he's like, yeah, I'm a giant killer. Good to have a giant no. killer on your team, especially one like, that is a giant. He, he, he died, so, like, it sucked, but I guess that's a plus to you. Well, very well, I appreciate the summary of what is going on, but at the end of the day, with this ordning broken, uh, there is a massive power struggle, and as they vie for scraps, that's when we come in and plunge the knife right into all of them. Yep, and then... This conch is the only way to get into the court, and we stole it from the hill giants that we rescued you from. That's why we were there originally, but then we realized that they had captors in their basement that they were eating alive, and then we decided that was wrong, so that's why we saved you. Okay. Okay. I'm... I get it. I'm all caught up. Right. Thank you. But Thank here's, you. Here's, here's my follow-up question, right? Like, let's play best case, worst case scenario. Yeah. Best case, we blow the scenario. 
what? Giants what? Murder. Murder all the giants. Do we get something from them? Do they like have something we need? Power. I mean, do you know how much loot bunnies have? Uh, bunnies. Yeah, but I mean, like, giants have. So we could smoke all of them. So our best case scenario is we teleport somewhere totally unnoticed and then just start murdering giants. No. We need to yes. find. We need to find. Um, is Delphine still listening in? Yeah, actually, she's listening in. She's like, well, that that to me would be the best case scenario. Delphine, can you go away? Very well. Thank you. Shuffles <laughs> off. Wait, wait, wait! Bring it in. Smoke's gonna look over at Delphine, super sus. Is she still walking away? She looked back, super sus. Is, is she is she like being suspicious or anything? She's she's out of your shot if you're huddled up. Okay. Be suspicious. Okay. Don't be suspicious. So the real mission is, is that we're supposed to fix the giant ordning, but we don't know how to do that unless we get in there and see what's actually happening. And then we were thinking that maybe we could find the king. Hexagon. Yeah, that one. I can't read my handwriting. Not hexagon. No, definitely not hexagon. It's, it's hecaton. H-E. So I, I kind of told Delphine I would bring her like, like giant fingers. Yeah. So like we need to kill a couple of giants to make her happy. You know, I'm, I, I'm sure it's for Klaus. He you know probably what? likes them as tasty morsels. Dips them in chocolate. But again, so like, so my question is, so okay, so the best case scenario is we get there and then we get nice giants who want to give us information. We know. So there's like an evil at the court and we think that it's possessing something like King Hecaticon's corpse or his image. And he's using the evil powers to corrupt the court. At least that's what the the, the shiny mystical lights on top of that mountain told us. Hey, Tom, are we all in a circle? Uh, you are. You've kind of got that huddle formation. Uh, yeah, I blow the conch. I'm just like, fuck this. And I take it out and go, boom. <laughs> All right, as, as that goes on, like a, a shimmering circle appears around and the light around that circle begins to rise and rise and rise and you're gone. And it feels like you are jettisoning, jettisoning through the water, bubbles all around, but you can breathe. And within moments, as seaweed and particles, bubbles, everything is flashing past your eyes and it swirls and swirls and find yourself in a room. And- Well, that was exciting. That was terrifying. As you look around- uh, Like a water slide. Around this room, uh, you notice bioluminescent lichen and little snails crawling around, but it's a large, large room, most likely constructed to fit giants. And knowing that giants can be 15 plus feet tall, seems appropriate. But with little starfish and barnacles and crabs crawling around, uh, you're kind of getting your bearings in here. Well, I don't, I don't hate this. This reminds me of home a little bit. Ventus, why did you do that? There was a lot of talking and, you know, I was getting bored and we we're going to do it anyway. So I was kind of, you know. as, as you hear this going on, uh, looking around this room, some of the things of note, uh, there are two passageways, uh, one to your North and one off to the East. 
uh, just like these corridors. There's also this pool of water uh, and a spiral staircase going up. Now, larger than any spiral staircase you've seen, probably twice as wide as to what you're accustomed to. How hard it would be to go up each step? Uh, Looking up, it's probably, mm, could be 40 feet high. But the thing that you also uh, notice is a female voice uh, up ahead, up top, beyond that spiral staircase, and some low, billowing organ music. Oh, that well, sounds that welcome. sounds pleasant. Not seagull. Lark says it sounds nice at the same time as me. I give him a weird look. What? I can appreciate good music. I didn't know you liked music. Water are we You've never liked my music. Well, I said I liked good music. I turn away and I kind of turn my nose up at him. How no much water are we talking in the center of this room? The pool off to the side, it's tough to tell. You creep over to the edge and you can see like some corals and things in there, but tough to gauge how deep it is. Um, it's not a shallow pool. I can't go in there. Well, neither can I. I can't. What else? I mean, like we can all go in there. It's just, it's just water. Well, I can't swim with this on. <laughs> you but like... I mean, I can just carry you, carry you, maybe? Like, like you can fly, right? Or like, you know, I think. Well, I've never tried flying underwater, so I don't know. Ooh. Smoke is going to go look at the passageways just to make sure that there's nobody coming down the passageways because she thinks that we need to be a little stealthy right now. And yeah. Yeah. Um, can I, to that note, that's a good point. Can I pa- uh, cast Pass Without a Trace on us? Sure. Just for the time being. Uh, absolutely. Um, as, you, as the group is still kind of in a huddle, looking around, getting its bearings, um, you kind of give a little stomp to your wand on the on the ground, hits a little barnacle, and <laughs> Pass Without a Chase cast. Ooh, ooh, yes, that. And I, I take out my secret wand, and I, I give it away just in case. Any secret passages? Do your thing. So, as you look around, smoke to the the eastern end of this room, you see a stat a large statue uh, of a female storm giant holding a harp and just wearing this intricate gown of purple coral. How tall? Uh, she's probably about 15 feet tall. I'm going to climb it. Okay. Uh, good to see smoke back in action. Easy enough to, to climb on, as you're on your way there. Uh, there are a couple of doors along this corridor. Hmm. Um, I'll probably be inspecting the doors, checking to see if they're locked, trapped, that kind of thing. Okay. Um, they don't seem to be locked. They just seem to be a... Um, iron-bound, heavy oak doors with the, the iron banding going uh, vertically along the, the slats of wood. Um, but they're large. They're about 15 feet tall, maybe seven feet wide. Seem to be pretty heavy. As our party's door experts, these doors are open. We just go in. Wait, wait. Does somebody want to scout ahead, maybe invisibly? 
I was actually going to no, ask, I mean, do I just... see anything of note from the higher vantage point that I'm at now? Uh, given the corridor, I mean, at the top of the statue, I mean, the the ceiling only extends up maybe two feet above that statue. So you're pretty much at the top of the, the height of this corridor. Is the top of the statue dusty? Uh, it is not. They have good cleaners here. I'll climb back down the statue. All right. You... Hey, Ventus, she has a harp. Climb back down. You can feel uh, the barnacles, tough barnacles under your feet. You know, I am a as, fan of the harp. As in barnacles, as in like this could have been filled with water at one point? Make a nature check. Huh? Cat lady does not like water. Nature? Nature check. God damn it, why? <laughs> <laughs> It's a that'll be an eleven. Eleven. Mm, tough to tell. It's like you don't see like there's a, a a tide line or anything that Lark's pointed out to you in the past where you can see along rocks where you know high tide and low tide are. It seems like whether it be magic or it's just a conducive environment to them in here, there are barnacles on the floor. Okay. I'm going to take one of the little crabs that's scurrying along and like cook it in my hand and start like picking off pieces and I'll hand one to Bunny. <laughs> easy, easy enough. A, a, a fantastic crunch. This is a fine specimen. Crab, yeah. So, um, mm, dumb crabs. So like plants, we going through the door. Someone wants invisible. Yeah, no, you know, we blew the horn. That's like our invitation. Let's, why don't we just go up? There's nice music. It's Maybe not, they'll have snacks. It's not our invitation if we stole it. Yeah, well, you know, we did like, you know, kill the, the hill giant's representative. We represent the hill giants, I assume. Why not? Go up, wave it around. You know, we can just. Makes sense to me. What? What if I give it a try? If not, we 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 splunk them. They have a lot of loot. We've we've talked about it. You know. So like we're trying to be friendly here. That's the plan, right? Though, like Smokey was saying, we're trying to be di- diplomatic. So let's go. Let's go talk to the the, the player, right? Like remember we're what Harshnack said. Giants kill all giants. These ones are not gonna like the small folk you called us. Yeah, but you know when we met the uh, the giants on their little floating fortress, they loved me when I was uh, you know jumping around and flashing my tits. You know yeah, they liked that. I think they respect strength too. And like if we come in here, like yeah, we killed all of them, so this is our shit now. They might be like, well, you're bigger than a hill giant. In, in in here, and that's what matters. Yeah. Okay. You wear a bigger chain around your neck than a hill giant, you know? And then we get to control the giants? Yes. And we get to kill the giants. Control. No, but after we kill them and prove that we're, like, really good at killing them, do we get to be, like, we're in control? I don't know. Whatever we want. Okay. I understand. Well, let's think about it. Would the world be better without giants? Maybe. Uh, Generally. So you're talking about killing an entire race. No, no, well, just the ones that are here, the leaders. That. 
Well, I mean, you've got one option. You've got two options. We either fight them or, or talk to them. And so what are we going with? Because like, or we talk to Sarissa. You know, I don't think this horn goes like both ways. Right. Can I, can I blow the horn again, Tom? Just wait, wait. I just like, here's, here's what I don't want to happen, guys. <laughs> like right, right now, we're divided on what we're doing. Right, like remember when Desaad was like, "Don't kill him," and then some of us were trying to kill him, and then some of us were not <laughs> trying then, to kill and him. And then he died. Divided, and so this is a prime example of that. I just want to know we're all on the same page. We're not. Smoke. We're not. Smoke. What's up? When we asked the shiny lights, what happened? They said that Sarissa may have information because she avoided originally the disaster that happened to her family and that she was at Mailstorm at court. That's where she is. And I think that's where we are now. And the way to fix the ordering was to find uh, the king and uproot the evil from him. So he's likely possessed. So we should not tip our hand. Yeah. All right. So uh, what's, what's, what's Sarissa look like? Any leads? Are we sure we're in Maelstrom? That's where, infor- where spying or information gathering. All right, but we're not giants. They're going to know when we walk up there. Are we just going to go up and just kind of ask, oh, we're in Maelstrom. Oh, is Sarissa here? Yes? No? Maybe? Whisper little, little, little whispers in their ear. Maybe we should have thought of this before we blew the conch, but... Well, yeah. exactly. <laughs> you blew the conch yeah. again, by the way, and it just was like, a, lets out a sad... <laughs> we don't have a way out either. Yep, nope, not both ways. Only only one that. way. Only goes so, one way. If we're able to talk to Sarissa and let her know that we're friendly, that we're trying to help and fix the ordering, maybe she will give us a way out. All right, let's... Uh, let's- Lark's going to speak door to up the right. after like listening to all of this talk, he's going to speak up and say, look, the truth of the matter is we have already learned from experience that not all giants are bad. It's not in our best interest to wipe out every giant. Some of them are forces for good. The best thing for us to do right now is to assume the best in these giants. And then if they prove us wrong, we kill them dead. Take the loot. Yes, yes, but at the same time, a counterpoint to that is that someone is bad. Like, some of them are good, yes, but we do know for a fact that there's bad ones here, right? Right. So we, so we walk in ready. Yes, correct. We don't come in guns blazing. I mean, right. agreed. I mean, um, swords, swords blazing. I don't know what a gun all is. All right, so upstairs? Yes. Uh, what is the, can I get a, what does the organ music sound like? Is it creepy? Is it religious? What are we working with? Party music. I I would say it's somewhat jazz-like, but like a cool, relaxing jazz. It's meant to be entertaining and not like somber. It's not somber. It's not energetic. It seems to be more relaxed, but it has (laughs) a weird Ventus. You would pick up on this being a bard. It's tones and music that you're unfamiliar with the type of instrument that it might be playing. Sounds kind of like an organ, but... There's just there's something to it that you you're unfamiliar with. Yeah, there's something there's something weird about this one. Do I hear anybody enjoying the music? Any laughing, merriment, or just music? you're all listening in? You do not hear any other like conversation from your current location. Uh, you don't hear clapping or anything like that. The music continues. Well, we got up, left, or right. Should we just like flip a coin? Well. 
I say we follow the music. We're going up there, but our pretend reason for being here, maybe we can just say we visited the temple, the giant temple and restored the statues. But then they're going to look and it's all broken and there might still be a dragon there and Harshnag's body. Something. How about we just say that we're ambassadors of the human race and even though I guess I'm not human. Anyway, um, and we represent the lands and that we would like to assist them in figure out a way to fix the ordering. Okay. Do they know the ordering is broken? They have to. There's no way they don't know. They're giants. Yes. I mean, like those hill giants were pretty dumb. All right, Silver, you tell them that. After you. I point at the stairs. <laughs> All right, I start walking. You're too loud. All right. Oh, I thought we were going to introduce ourselves. It we- doesn't mean we can't scope it out first. Mark, I'm following I would, Silver. I would feel better if we maybe have one of us invisible. So. Mm. Here's my counterpoint. Just in case. Here's my counterpoint. Me and Silver are walking to the stairs. Trickery is not good diplomacy. Mm-hmm. Like it so sounds like we're going rather for than, Rather than sneak around and then if we get caught, try to convince them that we don't mean any harm. Let's go in with an escape hatch ready and waiting so that we can dip out of there if we need to. So Ventus, you got your thunder step, your, your, your orphan killer, right? That'll get you and somebody else out. Then then we could talk about maybe flight or anything else we can do to get out of there. Smoke can run 400 miles in 10 seconds. (laughs) If we got to leave, we can. Right. But the, the point stands go in hoping for the best, but ready for the worst. Yeah. 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 We'll talk to him first. You know, think think like a giant, but uh, two steps ahead shouldn't be too hard. All right, Silver, after you. Still following Silver towards the stairs. Well, does anyone else want to do it, Lark? <laughs> uh, sure. Yep, that's fine. Uh, I, I, do know, I do have a way with words. I mean, you are very good with people. Fully developed, so that's fine. Silver, you're very good with people, too. Yeah, but I can't. My voice isn't like honey like his. Honey? Like honey? Oh. <laughs> maybe if you put a little keep, gravel keep going, in silver, it. Maybe I disagree with you. <laughs> Let's just go. Silver's right, abashed so. now. Flushing a little bit. <laughs> you can't see it under the armor. <laughs> you start going up this spiral staircase. Yes, that's the plan. Yep. All right. Is it easy your, enough to jump up each one? What's your? Are you all approaching? What's your marching order? I think I'll I'm probably leading the pack. Yeah. All I'll right, follow Lark. Lark right behind him. All right. He'll be off to his right hand side, I suppose. I'm. I'm staying in the back, in the way back, and I'm gonna watch everyone go through first. Sticking in the mess. I'm gonna message yeah. Smoke and say. If shit goes sideways, you will run this time, right? You know who you're talking to. He's going to message Lark back and just be like, yeah, when I know you can get out too. I'm going to message back with a a gif of an eye roll. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so. 
<laughs> with the message I decided conveyed. that I can send gifts via message. With with the message conveyed, you start working your way up these steps, and they're large steps. They're made for giants, so you kind of have to crawl up them a little bit. It's not too easy to just step, but as you take each one, one by one, the music starts to grow and gets louder and gets louder. I'm picking anything else up while uh, we climb. You're, you're not, although, Yas, when you start getting towards the, the top of these steps, uh, you get a variety of magical pings. It's only 30 feet. Within 30 feet, you're still getting some magical, some pinging on your detect magic spell. From things I can see or through through the surface? Um, from things you can see as you round the last coil of this spiral staircase and you see a, an open room. It's kind of separated into two sections here where there's like a 15 foot high raised ledge that horseshoes around the outer edge of this circular room and the music emanating from this one giant's voice completely fills the acoustics of this area. You see four giants sitting in these large half clamshells with their attention currently on this singing giant adorned in green robes with a golden trim. Another one standing beside her playing what appears to be a large organ built into a hermit crab, but a large hermit crab adorned with corals that act as the pipes of this organ. And as she plays these shells notes at a time, the one singing sees you roundabout on the spiral staircase and immediately stops. The organ then stops and she, they turn their gaze towards you and you see these four giants that are sitting on these clamshells all turn their gaze towards you. You see two other storm giants having seen them before with their weapons drawn point them at you. Uh, Lark is immediately going to take his rapier uh, while it's still in his sheath. He's going to undo it off of his belt and lay it on the ground in front of him and lift his hands up. We don't come in harm. We're simply seeking an audience. The one that was singing starts stepping down the steps and approaching this sister. Seems like we have some small folk that have acquainted us in our home. And I don't take kindly to the small folk. Are we going to have an issue here? And the other one kind of looks over at your crew and is like, I sincerely hope not. It's very Stop, if, did I get? Did I catch enough of what she was playing to be able to play it myself? Um, from your vantage point, perhaps, although it is a very large instrument and it might. No, 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 no. Like, did I, did I understand the music enough to play it on my, my own instrument? Make uh, a performance check. Nice. Good call. I like those. 
26. 26. Uh, you would be able to at least place something in that key and style. I'm gonna start uh, I'll, look over, I'll look over at Ventus, kind of like reading his expression, and I'll message over to him, and I'll ask him, you think you got it? I think I'm pretty damn close. And I'm going to start playing as close as I can to what she was playing. I was going to slowly. Oh, You're going to give me what? <laughs> Nothing. Go ahead. I'm going to, I'm going to start playing um, as close as I can to that song. I'll say, I'll say to her as he starts to play, I understand your prejudice against uh, us small folk, but I don't think we're as different as you might imagine. I beg to differ, sister. I don't like this one. What brings these puny creatures to our court? And the other one goes, I don't know, sister, but this one here seems to have picked up on our melodies and uh, I do find, I do fancy it. I do enjoy it. And she, she begins to, to, to chime in and, and sing a little bit. Playing on the bandor, the legendary bardic instrument. And she's following in. The ones that are sitting on these clamshells are looking up at the situation, but it, they, it's not like they've brandished weapons or anything. But the, the one on the side, the, the sister that's adorned in white, seems agitated. I will um, I'll kind of offer a, a subtle bow to her, and I'll introduce myself. My name is Lark Bellum, and I represent the small folk that inhabit the world that you giants claim is your own. We're here as ambassadors on behalf of all of us. It's no secret that your ordning is broken, and we're here to offer our own assistance. She kind of approaches you, and she's towering, a towering height over your size. Kind of looks down approaches. I mean, you come up to maybe her thigh. She goes back to her sister. Excuse me, voila. I have a word with my sister. And they go off to the side for a moment. The other two guards uh, that were keeping watch in this room, they do, they kind of set up themselves between the two of you, between the giants, uh, these giant sisters uh, and whatnot, and just have their trident vertically placed as if to act as a barrier. And they're over there conversing for a little bit. How are the rest of you you reacting here? I'm I'm going to keep playing, but I'm going to take my trident now and put it on the ground. I'm going to go up to Lark and whisper in his ear, I think those are King Hecaton's daughters. They were tricked by a dragon, and then that's when the king fell, and he's missing. So I think the two female giants here are the princesses, if not the queens now. Got it. I've got my eye on the door. I'm sizing up. The other two that were not speaking. So looking I'm around. Just playing, the one I'm playing in white along. might be Sarissa. I'm just playing away. So as you're you're playing away, you've got the two storm giants standing as a buffer between these two sisters. And you see that the other giants are just kind of looking around. They're trying to figure out what's going on. And they're giants that you've seen before. You've seen, you see a stone giant, a fire giant, a cloud giant, 
and a storm giant. You don't see any hill giants, though. I message Smoke, and I'm like, you can show them the map of uh, Skullport. They did want that before. And I keep kind of strumming along. I will message him back and say that was the cloud giants only, and they were looking for a map of their ancient civilization. That, well, they that's might not like these... maps. <laughs> I keep strumming. I don't know what to do. I'm just strumming. Does this look like some sort of meeting between the giant clans? It's make a um, you know make a history check. Uh, Actually, no, with this, make a perception check. Okay. Storm giants are smart and can be reasoned with. Cloud giants are non-violent. Fire and ice are like very smart, but they're like the forgers and creators. Uh, Stone giants are protectors, and the hill giants are the dumb oafs of the ordering. They are more food orientated. Yep, we killed all of them. Twenty-five. For perception check? 25? 25. You notice on these other giants that are sitting down, conches either on their lap or connected to their belt or to a strap kind of slung over their shoulder. Each of them have a, have a conch. There are the giant lords, seven lords that each hold a conch. Seven lords, but no, one of them is missing. The hill. Do not hide hide our conch. Do not show show that to anyone. They're going to want to know how we got here. It's not going to be a secret. So I never never really put the conch away. As that that does occur, the two sisters come back over. They they part the, the two guards aside and they say, how did you get here? The other one, I would like to know as well, sister. We asked your giant gods. We went to your temple. Yep, we got this. Entirely. I never put it away. I've still got it. I've had it out this whole time, so I'm, I'm going to hold up the copy. Looking around and be like, that's okay because the hill giants are the bottom of the barrel. I, uh, we agree. Sister, I'm okay with this one. Yes, I am okay with that. But we are far too busy to deal with these puny folk. And she kind of like says something in giant over to the the guards. And be like, they're going to take you to the guest quarters. No, hold on a second. Listen, we need to build up some rapport here first. You understandably aren't trusting us, and well, to be frank, given your size and the fact that we're in your lair and your home turf, it's difficult for us to trust you. What assurance do we have that you're not going to cause us harm? We are here in good faith, after all. If we wanted to now, all of us here would mobilize and make quick work of your crew. A spicy crew, if I might ask. I might add, but... uh... Sarissa, as you can see, is not here, and you're going to have to wait in the guest quarters until she has time to entertain whatever puny, stupid ideas you might be trying to give to us. Oh, so you're saying that we're going to get an audience with Sarissa. I'm not guaranteeing that. The other one's like, sister, you are mighty spicy. I consider using suggestion on her and I pull back. 
All right, well, like, well, we await the audience, and I continue to strum on the. I give an extra hard like strum to my bandar with the music that they were listening to. Had it not been for your skilled friend here with his music, things might have gone a little bit differently. And well, you live for another day, isn't that right, sister? Look back at Lark and I wink at him. Hey, whatever, whatever cooks the goose is fine with me, friend. So the guards lead you back down the spiral staircase. Is there um, nothing? Before, before we go, um, what are your names, ladies? Well, uh, the, the one that was singing, my name is Mirren. And that was my sister. She's like, my name is Nim. It'd be like N-Y-M, Nim. Nim, Nimne? Nimna? Just, just Nim. Nim. I'll shoot her a wink like I'm flirting with someone I know is well above my station. <laughs> like, like a supermodel, you know, like, yes. Um, and looking at, at these two giants, if they were humanoid, like medium-sized creatures, they would definitely be in the upper echelon of, of society with their with their looks and the way they dress. And given that they're in this, this court, they currently reside um, in the upper echelons of giant society. Nim looks back at you, Yas, with just the coldest dead stare. It turns me on a little inside, but I don't say that. As we're walking out, I'm going to keep strumming backwards. I'm going to be like, good day to you beautiful ladies and strum just to keep kind of pushing at it. (laughs) And as you backpedal towards the spiral staircases, the two storm giant guards escort you back down that spiral staircase to one of those halls and push open those wooden doors to some living quarters. Just so they were unlocked. Lark, you were right. And you I look in. Doors. You look in, and all of the furnishings, the beds, the bureaus, everything, the tables, chairs, everything in these are made for medium to small-sized folk. Oh well, this this seems off. You know, it's it's not giant-sized, but eh, it's a bed, right? Should we wait? As they, the giants, kind of motion for you to to go inside and then they start walking away i want mm, yas venue to make a perception check did i understand them when they were speaking giant by the way since i've been you studying make a perception check as well since you've been trying to learn some giant i would uh, i was also learning giant <laughs> I would allow as perception check as well. The rest, Yasvinu kind of is is the type to hang back and just check his surroundings. Smoke and, and Silver being learners of Giant are going to be. Yeah, I'm specifically looking for danger in all of this. Correct. <laughs> like, you know, what, what the hell you got to do? Um, but I rolled a 15 on that perception. 15. I had rolled a 23. 23. And Scholarly. So I rolled a 10. Silver Road to 10. Okay. Uh, Yas, Vinu, you're not getting any threatening vibes from these storm giant guards. Um, But smoke, as they're heading away, um, they do say something in giant. And the word you catch is (laughs) eager. And with that, 
We are going to end tonight's session. Uh, Do you want to tell our audience what that word means? Oh. <laughs> go, go ahead. You guys have been learning the giant. How about how about smoke? The, the learner of giant. Give me a second. I have a list. <laughs> so, Kiku, we surrender in giant. No. No, Piku means surrender. We've been There's making our own giant, giant language as Harshnag, the giant who accompanied them uh, for a portion of their travels, was teaching them some of the language. So I think that in a very like coochie coo kind of like under the chin, very uh, like you're going to treat a baby is surrender. So uh, I'll look back at the rest of the group and I'm just going to say, I didn't catch all of it, but I heard surrender. It's what we did. Yeah. Folks, we appreciate you tuning into the show. Again, we're going to be continue to stream Sunday nights at 5 p.m. So that would be 2 p.m. Pacific time. You can check us out on social media with the Scoundrel Foundry. Lark here, Adam, is continuing to do some stuff on TikTok. Uh, check that out. It puts a lot of interesting content out there as well. While I didn't have many roles out there today, they were still, of course, total shit. So have a great week, everyone. And I hope that your roles are, of course, better than mine. Take care. Bye, guys. Bye. Thanks for tuning in. Bye.